0: Welcome to New Type Flash Podcast. Today we're talking about the newest addition to the Gundam universe, Combat Mecha Zabungle. We've got Lane.
1: You know, sometimes I am uh, watching TV, and I'm just I'm just impressed about how you know when I was growing up, we used to have scan lines, and the TV like when you when you ha- you had a degauss button, and your your whole screen would just go crazy. And I kind of like. I wish I had an effect. Like every once in a while, when I turn my screen on or change change screens, it would just do that. I th- I think that would be so cool. I'm you know, somebody
2: so. somebody down the road has like three TVs out front of their house right now, uh, sitting in like a, a little low lying area, and I think there's some puddles. But two of them are CRTs. So I
1: I miss going to land parties and carrying like a seventy five pound monitor, um, you know, from my car to somebody's basement. And like just praying to God that I didn't drop it.
2: <laughs> we also have Scotty. Now I'm confused though because I thought for this episode we were watching Blue Gales Zabungal.
1: I thought we were watching uh, Walker Machines of Well, mm-hmm. uh, I guess
0: we're gonna. I guess we're gonna talk about all of them.
2: We'll do our best. Yeah. We'll do our best. Well, you know what I thought was interesting, and there this is a, a bold choice of Tamino for the start of this show, that there's like people in this like weird desert and these hover things or something, and they appear to be shooting cactus. And that is what sparks the entire conflict for yeah. for this. Well, we gotta start off with episode one. I live by li- risking my life. Wait, is that what the thing said the episode title was? Yep, one hundred percent. All right, because no, seriously. Now, uh, high dive said the episode title was "No Time to Take It Easy." Fuck! <laughs> oh yeah. no, are we sure we watched the same show now? <laughs> no, mm. no, you
1: started with the cactus, so that's that's it. Okay, good.
2: And now, after that, did the cacti vengeance robot show up and blo- like try to shoot them for for doing this?
1: Yeah. So they were they were shooting some 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 cactus and then like they drove by it and it just
2: like blew up right yeah yeah and that's why the the cacti vengeance robot is after them
1: yeah the 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 red act
2: guy looking suit i thought it maybe they're like uh, maybe it. they're part of the the
0: cactus preservation league i don't know
2: that might be the antagonist faction i guess we'll have to watch more to find out i thought it looked a little bit like something out of uh, mech warrior or battle tech but either way it sucks it's kind of a not great yeah design.
1: i mean their rocket launcher did a did a number on this suit
0: one thing i one thing i noticed a lot of was they were like flying around whipping out pistols and like shooting the 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 mechs shooting the the suits and actually doing legitimate damage with pistols
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. well that one kid shoots a bazooka i think they said his name was bloom and he, yeah, yeah, really. he shoots a bazooka, but he completely misses. But it doesn't matter because that well, awful he eventually red robot hits. like falls over anyway.
1: No, he eventually does hit once with the bazooka because I think he fires a few times and eventually he does hit him and, the, and it downs the bazooka or it downs the, the red suit.
0: Yeah, well, I don't remember if it was a direct hit that did it. Um, I do know it hit like the rocks under his feet and it caused that uh little like thing he was standing on to collapse and then he lost his balance.
1: Yeah, and um and then we see that they're writing these hoppa looking things. So if you go back to our old uh show where we covered um UC hard UC hardgraph, these guys are writing uh like hoppas on alien or, or on flying saucers.
2: Well wappas
1: Whoppa, sorry, wappas yeah. But we, we learn later, we we learn a few minutes later that they're
2: <laughs> they're not called wappas <sighs> Go ahead, Scotty. They are called hoe buggies. That's right. That's right. These oh, are, man. that makes these basically uh, convertible Cadillacs.
1: <laughs> you just gotta put your bitches in oh, here.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, they
0: belong to uh, the Sandrats, which cons- consist of Bloom and Chill, which aren't too weird, but also uh, the young lady Rag. Rag. R A G rag. Yeah, rag. And also the the other female, Dyke. Wait, Dyke was a female? Was Dyke? No. I thought Dyke was a female. No, that's wrong.
2: like a big muscly dude of <laughs> <with> the group.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, wait, that was Dyke. Oh god, I was thinking that was Chill. I'm getting them all mixed up. God, yeah, you I'm got them backwards. Chill
2: up. is like the little girl. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, there's there's definitely nothing going on with calling a
2: girl rag. Yeah, what yeah, you know, what we've what we've missed here. Now there is something else though that they do with Rag, where um, like she's in a firefight, and I think it's Bloom, uh, flies up with his hoe buggy, and he's like, "Get down!" And he he like puts the little landing.
1: He like pokes like, her in the butt thing. with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's some ginger kid in the desert. He was sleeping at first, but then when Rag's hoe buggy like has been discarded, he decides to pilot it and you can tell that he's the best at it because he uses those landing gear feet things. And he keeps flying up to the members of the cacti vengeance squad and like knocks him the fuck out with them. Yeah. 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 He was, he was making, it, it was, he was toying with them. Yeah. yeah. And, and then all... he goes back to sleep. He's like, no, all right, I'm done. I'm going to take another nap in the desert now.
1: They're all wearing like Mad Max, like post-apocalyptic clothing. Um, and yeah, the the this, taking the the cactus vengeance squad out with the ski landing poles is just—it's pretty nice. Um, Rag eventually uh, gets her hoe buggy back.
0: Well, okay, so um, sentences I never thought I'd say in my life. <laughs> so Juron, Jer- or whatever his name is, um, however you pronounce it, he uh, uh, he falls off of it. He's like—it's—they show him like up and down over the dunes, and he falls off. He like disappears at one point. Um, and it turns out he's pat. It seems like he passed out. Scotty said he fell asleep, but I think he passed out because yeah, I think he, he a- was injured. Yeah. You find out he has a broken arm, like a severely broken arm to the point where he can't move it. Um, uh, and I think he's also like, you know, he's just walking around in the desert. I'm pretty sure he has heat exhaustion or dehydration or something. Well, yeah, I
2: they- think, I, I think what happened. So I, I'm actually pretty sure that that is Eric Cartman. And I think what happens is he ditches that hoe buggy. And, then he like celebrates. That's what the nap is. He's just, I'm done. This is great stuff. Now I'm going to take a nap. It's been a long day of uh, knocking people out with landing gear.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He, he, (laughs) we see classic Tamino writing here. Um, when he, he mentions after he gets scared to death and he gets woken up, um, he is, he says to, to rag, he's, my dad told me to cherish women. And he's getting mocked by guys. And so of course Rag falls in love with him. Like all you have to do is be nice to a girl. And uh Tamino will
0: uh
2: will well, make, the, make a
0: woman fall in love with him. It is the apocalyptic wasteland, after all.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well now his arm hurts though, so we know he's probably got his COVID shot. Got mine. It hurt like a motherfucker for a
1: few
0: days. I have not gotten mine yet, which will indicate when we've recorded this episode.
2: Yeah. Now, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Cartman is, is talking to these kids he's just met in the desert, and he says he wants to go to the bazaar to get a walking machine. And, dressed like that? Right. Yeah. Dyke is like, dude, you're dressed like a gay cowboy. This is, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh,
0: but I have to try.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. He, so he, he walks, you know, the, so he yeah, they, they leave him or they're basically like, fuck you dude. Except for the girl who's like, oh, I love him now. He, he said, I, he's going to treat me nice. And so oh, like, he starts, he starts walking yeah. away and then they follow him like a puppy. Or at least the girl does.
0: Well, or, yeah. she just, she decides to follow him and it seems like she's in charge of the crew here. Cause every, she kind of gestures to everyone and they're all kind of like, all right. They just kind of do what she says. <laughs>
1: She, she must have some special draw, those
2: uh, guys. Special, you know, he's had to talk Bloom into letting him ride on his hoe. Yeah. Buggy. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they finally show up at this bazaar, though. And man, like the guard, so this is important because this guard, the way he is dressed, dude, that is Cobra. Like, Cobra! Like, that's, <laughs> that's who... Is guarding this bazaar based on his outfit, and he's like, Hey, no blue balls in the bazaar. And they're like, Bro, it's fine. You tell, we learned Cobra Commander is based on the dialogue. It's somebody oh, you, you, called. S- you skipped a lot, man. You, you skipped so much.
1: Dyke was just like doing flips, like bullying Jerome or bullying Cartman. None of that was important. That's super important. It's character development. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, the only the only thing I really called out of that was that he was intentionally uh, hurting Cartman's arm, but
2: I don't know. Cartman being a pussy about his arm is really w- hey, what that hey, scene was.
1: Scotty just said character development wasn't important. And who is the person that always, always consistently calls me out for, for missing some character development or interpersonal Listen, interactions? I I'm have, trying to do better.
2: I have excellent notes about the Cobra guard talking about blue balls. That's important for this Cobra guard. I, I gave like all these characters names, like <laughs> even the ones that don't get names.
1: Yeah. I just say they bribe the guards to be let in.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, there actually is a, a funny, a genuinely funny part after this, because uh, once the like, Cobra guard has been bribed and, and lets them through, this one redneck that's next to him is like, those kids have a, they have a bazooka. <laughs> like, and then the the guards like, Oh, kids got to make their own way in the world. You know,
1: I, I feel like in Mad Max world, like that's not, that's like weird, but it's, it's almost, I don't know. It would be like, you know, in, in a neighborhood where there's a bunch of, you know, there's like a few rich kids. And like, oh, that kid's got a BMW. Like, I feel like it's like that, you know, like, the sandrats have a bazooka in Mad Max world.
0: That's normal ish. Honestly, I'm impressed. They're hard to find these days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so they they go to a
2: doctor. Um, and I we get so this right. is actually where the Now first- you're not See, now you're skipping important things. Because we see a saloon and this is this is a linchpin for the first part of the episode because we've got Fuckboy and Bouncer in a fight. And so like Fuckboy and Bouncer are all like, you know, running out of the saloon, they're like we're going to settle this with Walker Machines and then this crowd follows them and then you see something that the episode never addresses again, but Zorro was standing on the porch of the saloon.
0: <laughs> I had I had Clint Eastwood when he was in his western days.
2: That works too. <laughs> you know I I think I wrote Zorro because at first it looked like he had a mustache and then when they turned the camera he didn't but i was like you know what? i wrote down zorro uh, i'm gonna stick with it maybe it's antonio banderas with the uh, he's just clean shaven this time there you go yeah um but then you get a quick shot of uh fuck boy versus bouncer in their robots and they are also in really shitty robots yeah. to be fair they
0: haven't really done any establishment of what is a good robot versus a shitty robot th- thus far um, I think it was during this scene they make a reference to the Zabungle. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. Um, yeah,
1: I think I think that's a little bit after this. I think that's after after we learn that Cartman, aka Jeroen, goes to the doctor. So like this is actually like about halfway through the episode is when we actually learn Jeroen's name. Is
0: is it Jeroen? I thought it was Jiron.
1: Jiron, whatever. G-
2: I have J I R O N. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Same here. That's what I had written down. Is apparently Cartman's name is Hiron, but I'm going to keep writing Cartman. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So the the girl throws a, a a gold bar at the doctor and says, "Hey, fix my buddy's
1: arm." And like they, they get him like a new spacesuit and everything. And then like as they're walking out, the doctor's like, "Wait, what the fuck? Where's my gold?" And like Rag is walking around flipping the gold coin or the gold bar, and Geron's like, "Whoa." you, you didn't pay the guy. Isn't he going to be after us? And she's like, "No, I got like three days. If he doesn't find me in three days, I'm good. And he's like, oh, okay.
0: A couple interesting things about that. Number one, the suit, you call it a space suit, but he told him to wear it for a week. I guess it's like some kind of med suit thing. They don't really go into what the technology is, but that seems to be an establishing, like this is the technology we have type of thing. Um, And then the three day thing was interesting. It kind of sounded like maybe that's how the law works there. (laughs)
2: Right. So this is classic Tamino world building of hope you didn't miss this line. Uh, because I know from reading the brief summary on high dive that there's basically a universal statute of limitations in this world of three days. So if you commit a crime and three days go by without you getting caught for it, you can no longer be held accountable. And again, I only know that from reading the little blurb about the series on the uh, high dive interface. Um, and Tomino tells us about it through this one very very brief line of dialogue that only implies it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now there's uh, there's something else here. You know, the doctor's name is Doctor Medic. Yep. But with a K at the end.
1: M E D I C K.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a that's a, you'll notice a trend starting here. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> they have really good names but now this is what, um, before, just before, um, they steal their gold back though. That's, that's what you were talking about, Luke, where, um, this guy pulls up and, and, uh, what I wrote down is a blue version of mastermind creations drift because it looks like a, an official transformers toy that I own. Um, and then it's pulling a trailer and, uh, some guy, you know, another Cobra guy gets out with like this whole Zartan uniform going on again. And he's like, there's just cowboy. And he said, Hey, this is, uh, this is a bungle you got me and i don't yeah. need this i don't need this because i got the the promious which i don't even know what that is probably zaku whatever um but then the cowboys like listen man i don't care bouncer and Fuckboy, their their fight is awful can you go end that yeah uh, stop
1: I'm, it with the Zabungle. yeah
2: yeah he, he yeah
0: he doesn't seem to want to do the Zabungle, and i don't know why um maybe there's something wrong with it i don't know we don't really get much info did you mention that his with the guy's name no the leader of the bazaar? No, no, no. Yeah, so uh, the guy who runs the bazaar, his name is Cargo. First name Carrying. His name is Carrying Cargo, and he runs the bazaar.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up, and then Lane interrupted me to, to rag on me. Like <laughs> liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel
1: like our podcast is like half dick jokes recently like i i was like looking at the top the episode titles um for a little bit and i was like oh man half of these are like sex jokes
2: <laughs> uh, look i feel like it gives people a good idea of what they're getting into <laughs> you know yeah. um so anyway yeah you know, like Rag is talking to Cartman. She's like, "Hey, any robots caught your eye?" And he's like, "I don't know." So then there's a bungle drives past, and now this is listen of this ridiculous episode of anime that I watched. This robot is actually pretty cool. Like the so the car detaches its trailer. The car turns into a jet. The trailer turns into a jet, and then the trailer jet now rocket boosters docks with the back of the car and then they transform into a robot. I like yeah, it. I like it a
1: lot. It is a transformer looking suit. It like if you didn't know any better, this was yeah. like a transformer like ran through like a dimensional portal portal and said, Hey I'm Zabungle, call me Zabungle.
2: I'm sure you can find like a junked out toy of this on eBay just labeled as like blue transformer.
1: Yeah. Actually, i Well, while you guys are talking, we'll look on uh, on the internet uh, for a Zabungle Gunpla, oh, Zabungle model kit. It's yeah. a,
2: Yep. there's. Uh, yep there there are the SOC figures, so it's got some nicer figures. I didn't look for the model kits, but yeah, there's a lot of toys for yep. it. There is a
1: uh, Zabungle WM Zabungle type Walker Machine one one hundred scale plastic model. It looks, it actually looks pretty cool.
0: It looks, I'm looking at one of the toys and it looks like Optimus Prime got fucked by the RX 78 2. And that's, that's how the Zabungle came to be.
2: Yeah. It's like the Blue Destiny's cousin. Yeah. With uh, that, I think it, I found it to look a little bit like this is a Transformer connection, just like a sort of tangential one. I thought it looked a little bit, a little bit like Shadow Maru from, I think it was Brave Police J. Decker, it might have been a different Brave series, uh, but that was itself a sort of reimagining of the Transformer 6 shot, or then later Great Shot, um, basically so that they could do some modifications to the toy and repaint it and resell it in that line without having to do any new engineering. but yeah I thought it looked a little bit like that. Shadow Mar's a ninja, though, so I don't want to go too far on the comparison. and you know, I think a lot of it's just the wings, the two like v-shaped wings in the back um, kind of made it distinctive. But yeah, you know Cartman is like, hey, cool robot and rag's like, sweet, let's steal it. <laughs> yeah oh, you,
0: forget, you forget he went fucking nuts about the fact that it had human hands.
1: Oh, yeah, he was impressed with that. He's like, man, that thing moves like. He's a like, real look perfect. at it.
0: Look at its hands. It's got fingers. They're human hands. Ah,
2: they can tickle your butthole. Mm hmm. They got smash nice hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like, so then, you know, Rag's like, all right, we're going to go steal this robot. Hey, Bloom, what's the plan? And he goes, yeah, her over there. And then it shows this chick on one of those like um, hobuggy things. Or something like it she's got green hair and her skirts just flying all the way up like no big deal whatever there's the panties before we before we get to like green
1: hair girl really quick like the whole scene where jern's like i'm gonna fucking steal that thing and like everybody's like oh yeah good luck with that bro and then rag is like no we're gonna help him steal it and then they're like "Ah, fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like all right i guess we'll help him steal it all it, right it was awkward it was awkward rag is in love with jordan sure. all right sorry talk about polma or whatever her name is
2: well right yeah so she's right. like her skirt's just flying up and then the guy driving it it's i think this is kisika from or uh, uh gundam seed or you may remember him as, as kigali's bodyguard in like the desert arc but you know this time he is wearing nothing but uh suspenders above his waist. Well, I mean, he's got pants on, but then it's just suspenders, but I'm pretty sure maybe this is in the cosmic era. Um, Maybe it's, maybe it's like an evolution of Yazan.
0: got one word for you. Wasteland. It explains everything. That's why they're dressed that way. Wasteland.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it does not explain what we see in the next scene though, which is what I think are transgender prostitutes (laughs) practicing a dance. (laughs) it was weird
0: and she's talking about bringing culture to the bazaar or something like that,
2: that yeah, would explain it though right it's like she's a hentai connoisseur yeah she's like <laughs> i want
1: to cultivate the culture of this this area with like all of these weird like saloon style acts or whatever and and this is actually too um we learned that there that that um rag and her group is actually called the sand rats we didn't hear that until this point in the show um yeah sand rats so this this is our Thunderbolt connection
2: mm-hmm. Very nice. maybe maybe rag will end up with Sean
1: yeah
2: um but we also learned that
1: uh the green-haired girl has some knife throwing skills like she manages to almost like
0: so. The reason that they go after her, I don't know if they explicitly said, but the reason that they're going after her, her name is Elchi Cargo. Um, she's carrying Cargo's daughter. So they're going after her to get her to basically get them in to steal the Zabungle. He he did something right because
1: he taught her how to throw some some knives. She did it.
2: Yeah. But then uh, on the way out, she's like, oh, the blue robot? Yeah, it's in front of the iron gear. I don't know what that is. But she says, yeah, just go take it. <laughs> And then you get, um, so Chill has tied up all of the prostitutes and the director. She's the only one that's accomplished anything, which (laughs) I enjoyed. Um, But then Cartman is like, I think she really meant it. I think we can just go take it. Definitely. For sure. She seems trustworthy.
1: Yeah. So they wait until dark. um, And they they sneak to the side of the ship. And they're like, oh, I think this might be a setup
2: yeah but you know they all they had to avoid though was the automated cacti defense patrol like because the guys in them were asleep so
1: yeah Jeron <laughs> Ger- like walks up to the ship and like in the sh- in the shadow and just like stands there and he like waves his hand around in there It's like, all right, it didn't get blown off. I guess I'm gonna jump in and then everybody else follows right behind him uh, and uh yeah, they got into the ship. And we see uh, the cargoes and their, their, I guess, their butler uh, eating a nice little
2: meal when the alarm goes off. in the ship. Listen, listen. This nice meal, it's fried eggs for dinner.
1: Hey, you got to do what you got to do.
2: Does Wasteland also explain that? Like, it's the nicest thing they had available for that meal
1: i mean yeah i mean whenever the the eggs get laid you probably try to eat them before you like fucking mad max shows up with a bunch of crazy cars and murders you and takes your eggs
2: yeah gotta gotta have rag before eggs um so yeah the alarm goes off and then this this cobra trooper guy that's been eating dinner with them leaves um And then you see uh, Cartman now in the Zabungo's pilot seat, and this is an interesting piece of his backstory because what he tells us is that this won't be a problem because he is Mega Man's son. Now, listen, I know that he says my father was a Rockman, but remember that Rockman is just the Japanese name for Mega Man, and the reason he uses... The indefinite article A-Rockman a, Meg- a Rockman or A-Mega-Man is because I think they weren't sure if they wanted that to be Mega Man or Mega Man X or something else like that. Because if you remember Mega Man 0, I think 1 or 2, there is a crashed colony from a colony drop in the background of, a, of one of the levels. So like, there's probably some interconnection there as we go through the series that we'll see. Uh, I don't know if maybe every robot that Cartman destroys, he gets to like add a piece of it. Or, or get its power. Um, I, I, that's, we'll just have to see, but that's pretty cool. Mega Man is his dad.
0: What if his dad was Mega Man.exe, and this is all a simulation? Oh, shit. Yep. So he takes off in
1: the suit, which again, we mentioned before, uh, is, is like a giant truck. I, I feel like this is like, I mean, we talked a little bit about this before the show started, but this is like Optimus Prime, like on a diet, like, cheap version (laughs) it's basically Uh, like if i if i took a prius and and attached like uh a truck bed to it and just pulled it that's what this suit looks like
2: (laughs) yeah and you know when it when he immediately he's like oh yeah i got this and they immediately like drive down a ramp and and ram into the ground yeah and the trailers got them pinned it's like i want to take that and 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 it'd be like you know, you got Optimus Prime and then on the other side you have that scene. It's like meth. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so they, <laughs> yeah, they're getting shot at this whole time and they managed to get the truck on even land after like a little bit of effort um, and they start driving away. Uh, but he doesn't know how to turn it into the walker machine.
2: Uh, yeah, which is bad. There's brown cacti vengeance robot chasing them. There's yellow cacti vengeance robot. There's Cobra Bros on their hover bikes. Damn.
1: Yeah, they're they're getting, they're getting rocked. Um, but then like there's like an explosion, and then he starts having a flashback about his mom dying, and this this triggers him to press the gas pedal. And it turns into the mobile suit. The gas pedal. Oh my God, who would have
0: guessed? This is an important point I was going to bring up a little bit later, but I'll say it now since we're on the topic. Um, As he's moving this thing around, he's like waving its arms around and doing human things with the arms by turning the steering wheel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the steering wheel. Yeah, he he controls it with the steering wheel. So, you know, I, I feel like He can control it with the steering wheel. Some of the Gundams, like Thunderbolt, I think, is is really infamous for it. Like, they have these little, like, hundred button things that they press when they're controlling the suits um, with both hands, and he's just like, "No, I got a fucking steering wheel, and I can control this thing." They just they need to adapt the steering wheel system to
2: uh, Gundams. But now I wonder what this makes me wonder because. If you, I know this is a, a kind of a goofy episode, having a good time, but uh, remember when Zone of the Enders came out? Oh, and yeah. And with the, the control scheme for that, they said every time you buy some robot game, you get your instruction manual, and it's like 50 pages about how all these different buttons do little things you'll never remember with like a mode changer, so they all do different things. It's way too complicated. You can never control stuff well, so we're going to make it to give you that feeling like when you watch a mecha show and they've got like you know a couple of uh um, couple of levers and a couple foot pedals and they can do everything with that and that was the idea behind the control scheme for those games was make it very easy as if we had to make it like you are in an anime mecha robot and you've got four things and you do all of the things with them um so I have to wonder with the steering wheel, if like you could, it's basically zone of the enders, but it's like mapped to like the racing wheel. And so you're doing all, you're just doing that. That's all yeah. it
1: is. Yeah. Could be. Yeah.
2: I, I feel like he's
0: just driving a truck though. <laughs> that was the big thing I couldn't get out of my head when I was watching him in that thing. He looked like he was in the, the front seat of a Mack truck. <laughs> he's dressed like on him the, too. He was in, like, the driver's side of a bench seat, like, in the cab of a pickup, like, w- like with the big steering wheel, like, one arm. He only had the one arm, too, so he's, like, controlling it with one arm.
1: I was waiting for him to, like, pick up a mic and go, breaker, breaker, breaker.
2: <laughs> he didn't do it. The outro for the show could have been eastbound and down. <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, yep, so he uh, he starts
1: fighting these other suits. And he's very efficiently just taking him out and he's like the sand rats are watching, they're like, Oh, should we should we back this guy up? And they're like, No, look, he's just like fucking karate chopping these motherfuckers with one hit. Um and then Zabungle 2 shows up. I don't know what its name is. It just it's a Z- Zabungler or <laughs>
0: Mirror Zabungle.
1: Yeah, like Did the same shoot shows up right in front of them. And they're
2: like, whoa. Did it have a goatee? Was it evil? No. Yeah, it was the same. Well, I mean, it had a different pilot. It was that Kesica again, looking dude. But what he does, he grapples him with the robot and then he jumps out of the cockpit, like just grapples onto the, the nose in front of Cartman. He's like, "Whoa!" And then Elchie. Is suddenly there. She jumps over, and he's like, "What?" And then suddenly, the <laughs> cockpit window's gone, and she just jumps in. I don't know how that happened. But she's <laughs> just, <there. laughs> just fucking
0: go into the cockpit, like what? Kind it of- looked like he pressed a button on the nose. There was like a nose button that opened to the cockpit window. Seems like a good system.
1: Yeah, he just press a button, open your, your shit up, and murder you, or yeah. in this case,
2: handcuff him. Yeah, she handcuffs him. Then he gets punched out, and the sand rats are like. Damn, Cartman, you kind of suck. Never mind. And then he's executed, and that was it. He, right, got... he, he gets murdered by them at that. Yeah. Like he didn't get past three days. He has to pay for his crimes. The end. The bungle is over.
0: It'd be a wild, a wild ride.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I got 49 more episodes, and I'm not going to watch them.
0: <laughs> I might give it. I might give it one, one more. I kind of want to. I kind of want to know who Clint Eastwood was.
1: I might watch the last episode
0: and just be like brutally confused.
2: <laughs> I have to be honest. If this was thirteen episodes, I might just watch the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's fifty episodes of, of 50. pain. I'm feeling like. I mean, I mean, look, I, I watched Crossange. Okay, I can get through some terrible Mecca. But...
1: So, so it, we talked about watching Dunbine or Dunbine instead of Zabungle. I I made the fateful mistake of saying Zabungle sounds cooler. Let's watch. It.
0: <laughs> I did like I did like the name better. Or Sabanguru.
1: Uh, but yeah, Dun- Dunbine is was is actually, like, decent. So that's that's another Tamino show you can watch. It's less that's painful.
0: The, that's the Isekai one, right?
1: Yeah, like, the, the whole setup for that one is a guy's riding a motorcycle on the highway, and, like, he's in traffic, and he jumps over, like, a Mack truck, and then, like, mid-jump, he, like, gets teleported into, like, a castle... Where he's like being summoned by a fairy
2: (laughs) Yep It's a thing There was also Ideon but I was like you know I feel like You have to get too many episodes into that For anything to be worth talking about Like Because it's really the same Tamino beats Here's your giant cast Here's the new robot Hope you remember all the names in world building We're not going to repeat them Fuck you and then you get into the other episodes and slowly start remembering things and things start to happen, but you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess before this episode's over, we could just mention uh, there's a new Gundam show coming out. We've got like a 10 second trailer for it. Not even. It, it's the the uh, J drama live action Gundam Build Divers show made with real gunpla.
2: It sure is. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it, guys. Oh, don't get me it. wrong. I'm
0: gonna watch it too, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna.
1: Uh, is it gonna be well, on
0: any real streaming services? I think it's YouTube. Oh, well,
2: there we go was it easier to just give somebody a camera and like five actors with the pandemic? Is that why, is that why this is happening is to like actually cheaper to produce than the animation. Now we've gone full circle.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the one thing I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to is the fact that they're all putting on like VR headsets. So maybe it'll be like a VR thing and I can get in. I think I can get into that.
1: You know, if, if they released like a VR Gundam game i i would i would invest in a VR system I think like
0: or oh, yeah. you actually get to pilot the the mobile suit That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I remember when like the precursors to like the Gundam Extreme games came out in the arcade in Japan back in the early two thousands. I was I was there and I was able to play some of them in the arcade. I think it was like the second one. It was so fun. Like I was terrible at it, but it was so fun. Um, I would play it and if it was three D, like VR. I'd do it. I'd do it. When is uh? When's when's Hathaway's Flash? Never. Is is, is it still July, or was?
2: I don't. I don't...
0: I haven't heard that it's moved again, but I don't believe it. I believe it when it's like actually airing.
1: Hey, well, I mean, at this point, we can we can say it's more likely to to actually come out because oh, I'm sorry, it's May seventh is oh, when no, it's scheduled funny. to come out, not July. Um, I I think we can actually say things are coming out because Evangelion, the final movie, came out
0: right. So, like. Did it, were, though? Did it though? Yeah, it's it, it. had a lot of. I haven't watched um, it yet. I still don't believe it. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta check it out.
1: I've I've read some like partial reviews where people are like, "It's not bad." Some people are like, "I don't like the way it ended." Some people are like, "I like the way it ended." Um, but apparently it gives like the series like a sense of finality, like both the series and the movies.
0: I can't comprehend why this took 19,000 years to come out. <laughs> Disgusting.
1: Don't lie, you watch it. You will both watch it.
2: I am oh, for sure. Will. I'm making a joke about the other uh, the first Eva movie, the End of Evangelion where uh, like you know it ends Asuka be, being like disgusting because she's remembering Shinji jacking off on her when she was unconscious in the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Anyway, um, no, I mean, that'll be cool. And, and, I mean, on the U.S. side you know, things are starting to come out. Uh, tickets went up for the Demon Slayer and Violet Evergarden movies.
1: I am definitely going to go see the Demon Slayer movie. I, I need to finish watching Violet Evergarden because I started it and
2: I really enjoyed it, but for some reason I just got distracted. It's it's not exactly one that like sometimes you watch an episode and you're like, wow, I need to go be depressed for a day. Like, yeah, damn. But uh, look, as much as like, I love that show. That is one of my favorite animes, and I, I'm still not going to go see the movie in theaters because I'm not going to do that yet. I, I don't. I, I haven't gotten my shots. So yeah, yeah. I if can I, wait if a I... couple more
1: months after it. Yeah, if I hadn't gotten my shot, I would be way more hesitant to do it. And I mean, it's still like I'm not 100% comfortable, but uh if it comes like I think Demon Slayer like the anime comes out in like October, so I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. Or se- season 2, which is actually the third arc,
0: cuz the mo- the movie is the, the second arc too. Yeah, I'm going to need to thread the needle on that one a little bit and try and get the movie in in time.
1: I think the the Blu-ray is supposed to be released released in June in Japan, and I think there's been indications that it will have uh, English subtitles.
2: So, A lot of those releases uh, yeah. do. Yeah, I, I think that's another reason you're seeing some of those movies um, coming out here now because it's going to hit the point where you can just buy them international, and they're like, okay, let's just, let's get them out.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised with like Evangelion since it was slated to be released in like December originally, that they just didn't go like so many other shows have done and just go all digital worldwide release with subs and stuff like that, because you'd have to think they'd make a shit ton of money. People would pay 20 bucks to buy that movie. I would,
2: but I probably would. I don't know. I don't know if they would have made a lot of money. I think they would have made money. I don't think they would have lost money, but
1: yeah i guess it's hard to tell i mean disney seemed to be successful with it with some of the movies that i was like oh man they're not going to make any money off of that
2: But look there there are people that have watched hundreds if not thousands of anime series and never paid a dollar for any of them (laughs) all right like it's just it's just part of the culture like piracy is freaking rampant so
1: yeah i mean i know i know for me I you growing up I didn't really ever pay for anything because it wasn't really available. I re- I remember watching Dragon Ball Z on real media player files uh with like dinky little subtitles because that was all that was available. Like everybody knew what Dragon Ball Z was and it was like this worldwide phenomenon, but like it wasn't fucking available.
0: <laughs> I, I the only anime I've ever seen was on Tsunami reruns, so yeah. <laughs> Okay. Late the the late night
2: one the, the the you know adults. Yeah, yeah. Midnight Run, man. Uh, that, apparently, uh, brain powered was either on that or like actually got put out on on Bandai like DVD like dubbed around then. I was like, whoa, because I was looking up Tamino shows and I was like, that one looks kind of interesting. And I think it's what he made right before Turn A. Hmm. Um, and uh i couldn't hey that shit ain't nowhere except an ancient dvd a lot of his shows are just they are they are nowhere like high dive has a few to stream and that's it yeah yeah
1: yeah it's uh, some some of like some stuff that just didn't get brought over here will never get brought over here so you don't really have options All right. We got anything else, guys? Uh, I'm good here. All right. Uh, In two weeks, I think we will have episodes 43 and 44. And then two weeks after that, we will have 45 and 46. So look forward to finishing Zeta up in the very near future and then moving on to greater things so uh thanks for listening
2: happy yeah zeta. zeta and a half
1: yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna watch the anime for this one nobody laughed what for double zeta we're not gonna watch the anime
2: uh, see i didn't i didn't hear you say it was for double zeta and I got confused. Uh, I'm sorry. I get it now. I get it like I just didn't hear the first part. So well, that was awful. Right. Anyway, you're funny, Lane. Ha <laughs> ha End of the episode. Bye.